Hello everyone, and welcome back to another episode of In Vain Valpurgis Nacht. We hope you all had an extraordinary winter break, and we are delighted to be back to give you more of that vampire drama that you crave. If you like our show, consider becoming a patron at patreon.com nerdsmith. We have tons of fun bonus content and more for your enjoyment. Thank you all, and let's begin. Last time on In Vain. Oh, good. I was waiting to talk to somebody. Uh, quick question. Where were you on the night of November 8th? Um, we were at the Rollins concert, I believe. Yes, and that would be at the, the Schwimbad Music Club, correct? Yeah, yes. Okay, and do you know anything about the events that took place at a hotel near the music club? No. I'm so sorry, I, I don't. She reaches into her coat pocket as she's walking over to you, and she pulls out a picture. And in this picture, it looks like there's a, a couple. Uh, and they're, they're smiling and said, these two people uh, were murdered in their hotel room, and the hotel room was set on fire. And I was wondering if there was anything that you knew about it because your business partner, because your business partner, Elsa Kruger was placed at the scene of the crime. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to In Vain Valpurgis Noct. I am Tessa, your TTRPG mom. I use she, her pronouns, and you can find me on Twitter at Selkie Dreams. My favorite Christmas movie is White Christmas and Muppet Christmas Carol. Hi, everybody. This is Fennec, your TTRPG TTRPG Fluff. You can find me on Twitter at the Fennec Wolf. I use she, her pronouns. And my favorite Christmas movie, movies, I should say, is the original How the Grinch Stole Christmas and Muppets Christmas Carol. And I am Chad. You can find me at Chadlicious on Twitter. I use he, him pronouns. And my favorite Christmas movie of all time is Die Hard. Yes. All right. So... Let's go ahead and get right into it. So where we last left off, the two of you mostly stayed the whole night in Lied. Some things happened. Some people came in. Some conversations were had. You both went to your respective havens, went to bed for the day, and now you are waking up. So I need you to give me rouse checks to awaken. Uh, I need to get going to the woods. My hunger is at four. Hunger one. All righty. So, Dallas, you rise from your slumber and that tugging, insistent urge deep into the core of you is telling you that, you know, it would be best if we just kill a mortal. We don't have to keep running back and forth to the woods and waking up half starved. Yeah. And if we want more cops nosing their way around the club, that's a perfect way to do it. We're going to the woods. Kill the cop. That We're brings more right. cops. If you kill the cop, like, it brings more cops. It's like a glorious buffet. No, we're going to the woods. I'll win again someday. And the beast grows quiet. Today is not that day, friend. Come on. All right. So how are you getting to the woods? Not today. I'm Satan. taking a bus. Because <laughs> we are very near frenzy. Otherwise. Right. So you leave 
you leave the club to get on the bus and you're going all the way out into into uh the Odenwald. Yeah, because last time I went down to the sewers to get sewer rats, I accidentally upset Yilva. So all right. Okay, and Yilva, you awaken and you're no hungrier than you were the night before, and you wake up to an empty haven. Honestly, because she's alone, she kind of lets out a few tears and then furiously scrapes at her face to wipe away the icky, bloody, whatever gunk that comes out when vampires cry and looks around for Stella to see if she came home. <laughs> All right, you do not see Stella in here. She sighs and pulls on her jacket and heads towards the office gates and heads towards the club. Okay. And real quick, Dallas, I want you to give me a composure and animal can roll for hunting through the woods. Don't neglect your hunger dice. I will not neglect my hunger dice. Jesus, criminy. Um, four successes, uh, and two of them are on hunger dice that are both tens. So you got a messy critical to hunt in the woods. It's a good thing you took a bus because you have your backpack with spare clothes with you because you go on a frenzied bender throughout the woods, just tearing things up, climbing up trees, pouncing on unsuspecting animals, tearing apart deer flesh, elk flesh, the occasional raccoon. Why not? And you bring your hunger back down to one. And you need you desperately need to wash off and change your clothes. Um, she's gonna fly back to the haven. She's gonna like stash her backpack and then fly. <laughs> like, oh, I will pick that up later. And we're just gonna go home. Right, are you are you putting on the clean clothes and then flying back, or are you leaving yes. the clean clothes out in the woods? Okay. No, she's she's putting on the clean clothes and then flying back. Yeah, I wonder if it would just be more more time effective if Dallas just left several stashes of clean clothes throughout the woods. You know, that's not a bad idea. She might start doing that. Right. Okay. So give me a rouse check to go into Raven form. I'm good. All right. And you fly back to the club. Okay. Yilva, you, I'm assuming that you are going to the club while obfuscated. Oh yeah. Give me a rouse check. 10, so her hunger does not increase. All right, and you end up in the club, getting in the, the Yulva door, I guess. Yulva door? I love it. So you is it like the height of the doggy door then? No, it's a, you have a key to this door. It's just the back door that goes straight into the kitchen. It's the door that the, the cooks go out of to smoke. I, I figured, but I was try, trying to make a joke, Chad, about the doggy door that was a little bit above the doggy door for Stella. It's the Nosferatu door. It's kind of crooked. Out. Yeah. Yeah, I went there. Okay. So uh, you go into the club. You know, it's it's early. And this is not one of the days that your club is open. This is not one of the days that the club is open. This is Sunday. It's a day of rest. And Germany also actually does have some strict laws about noise and stuff on Sundays. Did you know that you could get fined for vacuuming your apartment on a Sunday? I did not know that. That's interesting. That is problematic. That's when the few days I have off. 
Well, also in Germany, people actually have like a more, you know, life healthy work schedule. Why? You mean they don't work themselves to death? No. Anyway, that's a little fun fact about German culture. So you're just there. Uh, Dallas is not here. She, uh, the, you are alone in here. Once again, you find yourself completely and utterly alone. It's okay. I'll be back very soon. Um, She's going to just take a seat at the bar and wait. Okay, so you sit at the bar and wait. And Dallas, I mean, you're flying, you're hunting. Well, you took the bus, you hunted, now you're flying back. So it's going to be a little bit of time. So, uh, Yulva, you're waiting in about maybe 30 minutes. There's a knock at the front door. Actually, no, sorry. After about 30 minutes, there's a knock at the back door where the kitchen is. Uh, she would go towards it and say, da. Hey, it's Sophia. Let me in. Is there anybody in there? Uh, she opens the door. Come on in. Okay. Are we, are we alone in here? Da. Okay, great. So I got something for you. It's in the car, and I think you're going to love it. Have you heard of something called the Information Superhighway? I do not. What are you talking about? Okay, so there's this. Um, okay, um, there's this thing that uh, is has came out. It's been developed. It's called the World Wide Web. So what it is, it's a computer network where computers can talk to each other, but from all over the world. Any computer that's plugged into the web uh, has access. I mean, we can communicate with each other. There are uh, servers you can access uh, in other countries. This is phenomenal. And, and one of our own kind is coming up with a specific like a server. I, I don't really know how to explain it just yet, but like a server or something just for us. So we can talk to other Nosferatu from all over the world. And in my car. Okay, sorry. So in Henry's car out there, I got you a, a desktop computer. Yova blanks for a minute because when she was studying at the um, school in St. Petersburg, she was studying technology. And so she knows what a computer is, but she's kind of blinking for a minute and it's like, they make them smaller now. They are now portable to fit on disk. Uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, we, we, we got some catching up to do. Yeah. No, I mean, this thing only weighs 40 pounds. Amazing. Well, that is amazing, considering when I studied them in St. Petersburg, they spanned whole rooms. That is, that is phenomenal. Yeah, well, technology has advanced a little bit since the Dark Ages, Yilva. It, hey, I'm not that old. Yeah, well, you're old enough. So, like I said, if we can get this thing down to your haven, if we had a phone line, we can plug it in. I can hook up the modem and we can get you onto ShrekNet. Uh, here, there is a room I use here at uh, Haven here. has computer line or phone line in it. We can hook it up. I'll go get it out of the car and show you. Oh, wait, you mean the smooth skins that you hang out with gave you a room here? That's fancy. 
Uh, it is basement, but you know. Hey, basement's a step up from the sewer. Right? It is very roomy. All right, well, if we can just hook it up down here in the basement, sure. So uh, she so she goes and gets the box, the package, and drags it. And she has like a little hand truck that she's like kind of pulling it into the club. And this is like a big old, big old box. It has, you know, it's 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 an Apple IIe. <laughs> oh, dang. Top nice. of the line. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And she's like, this thing is like, <laughs> oh, my God, the memory on this thing. It's 14 megs of RAM. <laughs> I don't know. Some crazy shit. Yova just blinks. You know, we had to put cards in back in my day. There was no. Two hertz of processing power and it only cost $4,000. That is a little cheaper than one Soviet was making. It was a. Yeah. But duh, this is. Oh, Yova is just like lighting up and is just like petting it as she's putting it together because it, it's yeah. pretty. So, yeah. So Sophia helps you set the thing up in the basement. So, I mean, you get like a nice desk, a nice corner and everything and like plug it into the, the phone line and turn the thing on. And, and Sophia is teaching you how to, you know, operate a computer, like a, a high tech cutting edge computer such as this one and navigate the information superhighway. So I want you to give me an intelligence and technology check just to see how much of this you grasp. Three successes. Yeah, it's yeah, you you are majoring in like technological studies and everything. So this is not that difficult of a concept for you to grasp. I mean, there's a couple of things that you have to write down, but you think you can get the hang of this. You just need to spend some time with this, figuring out what this information superhighway is all about. And uh Sophia gives you the the IP address for the Shreknet servers. And she plugs you in there and it says, welcome to ShrekNet 1.0. This so is she says, so with this, you can send, what you can do is you can type a message. And then if you know a person's internet address, you can send them mail electronically anywhere in the world and they will get it instantly. It's called email. No more need for uh, familiars or anything like that. <laughs> no, no, we don't have to do all that old, old school, like cloak and dagger medieval shit anymore. I mean, we, we this is something that the other clans don't really know a whole lot about. And, you know, like the Venture and the Tremere are going to keep doing things the old way. We are on the forefront of this. So anyway, what the fuck happened at Heidi's, Yilva? Uh, how much did you hear? <laughs> Max is pissed. He is gunning for you. Yes, well, he has uh, been thorn in my side for a while, so. Yeah, well, so, not only did you shoot him up, but the next night you jumped out of the shadows and attacked him. <laughs> He said that, you know, he was able to get away from you because, you know, he was trying to protect the masquerade, but you were like gone feral or something like that. Uh, not feral. Just wanted to uh, 
make him sleep for a little while so we could talk in a different location. Yeah, you know, that's a great way to get a blood hunt called on you. I have heard. Yeah, but, you know, clan first. You don't have to worry about any of that shit. Just, you know, if anybody asks, we're not on speaking terms. Of course. I did not see you. Of course not. Yeah, so... Yeah. So what really happened? Uh, Maximilian was going to take Dallas's boyfriend. We did not want him to go. Max tried. I might have shot him up with a full clip from a Russian gun. Uh, at this point, uh, Dallas, you, you fly into your window. And if you're going downstairs to look for anybody, you are going to hear the two Nosferatu excitingly talking about shooting up the sheriff. So she's going to come downstairs and she's just going to kind of lean against the wall. Yeah, you see the two of them talking and excitedly hovering over the this computer that is set up on the on a desk down here in the basement. You guys having a party and you didn't invite me? How dare. Dallas, do you see this? This is incredible. And Yelva goes on this like technical babble tirade of about the computer. And it's yeah, she's just super excited. It's like a kid on Christmas and they just got that new iPhone. Right. That's and very cool. Oh. And I forgot, um, really, Dallas, the only thing that you gather from the the techno babble that Yulva is spouting off is that this computer is plugged into the phone line and somehow you're able to communicate with anybody on the planet. That's really neat. Uh, you, you lost me somewhere, but I got that you can talk to people anywhere. I mean, that's that's cool. But the how I don't get. Cold and electricity, and it is sent yeah. to the phone line. So, so Sophia puts a placating hand on Yulva, and it's like, just, 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 yes, you could talk to anyone, anywhere, at any time, as long as you know their address, basically. Uh, oh, and also, if you get tired of, of surfing the net, she uh, reaches into her her bag that she has with her and pulls out this, this very like this longish box and says, I got a game for you to install, you know, just something as a video game to play. If you get a little bit bored, this is uh, she looks at it. looks like it's uh, where in the world is Carmen San Diego. So here you go. Hope you know your geography. I'm an army brat. I have been in many different countries. I will just ask go. Dallas for help. Thank you. This yeah, is it's only 18 discs. Only do you mean they put information on discs? Well, yeah, the little she pulls out one of the little three and a half floppy disks. Do you think you could get me some blank ones so I could take them apart and see how they work? She hands you a blank one that she pulls out of her pocket. Danka. Also, also, another cool thing about this uh, is if you have any important information or anything that is sensitive, you can store it on a server external to you, like like I said, the server could be anywhere in the world. Nobody else can access it unless you have the password. So you can keep dirt on people 
on the information superhighway and access it from any other computer that's connected to the web. Oh, you just see an evil smile come over Yulva's face at this. And Dallas's face. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, uh, oh, also, and she writes down some other stuff on, on some notebooks. Like, so here's here's my address. Here's my IP. Uh, if you get on to the, you know, the chat room that we were talking about, here is my username. And it's bathottie 69 I love it. That's fantastic. Yeah. So when you get on, uh, when you first log on to the, you know, this address for the chat on Shreknet, you have to come up with your own uh, username. Don't use your real name. We use code. Duh. All right. So, uh, like I said, I just wanted to make sure you were set up with this. And uh, y'all didn't see me because... Uh, we well, are both on a non grata right now. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, it's mostly... Mostly Yulva's the one that's getting all the attention. Dallas, apparently they think that you are, oh, what's a, what is a, a diplomatic way of saying this? They don't think that you have the, um, well, there's that. They don't think that you were the one that planned this and you were just kind of acting on instinct. Well, underestimate the gang girl. That goes well for you. Well, you know, if you ever feel like crawling back to the prince and apologizing, she's willing to hear from you. I'm thinking about turning this club into a sanctuary for any side. Like you're going to make it a church? No. Well, I mean, I mean, if you're thinking about it in like the historical context of sanctuary, like people used to cry in the Middle Ages, therefore, because when hunts were called on people, then yeah. But I'm thinking more like kindred can hang out regardless if they're anarch or camarilla or lupine could hang out or what have you no violence no feeding but if you have business it's a place to be so a neutral place to get business done uh, where safety is guaranteed that sounds an awful lot like elysium mm, yeah but last time i checked jill wasn't allowed elysium and neither are lupines or any else oh i see so wow so that's that's sounds like a pretty impressive undertaking uh you're gonna need (laughs) you need the strength to back that up muscle yeah i guess so lots and lots of muscle so yeah that's my that's my next goal yeah what do you have in mind still working on that one oh i see any ideas you're a smart cookie. Well, I have lots of ideas, but they're going to cost you. Uh, but also, here's something that's free, though. If that's if this is something that you are fully intending on declaring, you know, the best way to do that is to actually go to Elysium and make that announcement. But, you know, on the plus side, your safety to and from Elysium is guaranteed. That's true. It's not a bad idea. It's going to piss some people off. Yeah, unless there's been a blood hunt called on you, no matter what you've done, you're safe at Elysium. Right. And if I declare it neutral territory and that no hunting can be done, if there is a blood hunt called on you, Yelva, then not here. But I got to figure out a way to put that into place. But of course, our kind being our kind, you declare something like that, of course they're going to test you. And if you can't, if you don't, like I said, if you don't have the muscle to back it up, people are just going to walk all over you. 
That's why I'm thinking I need the muscle first and then the announcement. But that's not a bad idea. You're welcome. Anyway, I got a jet. Uh, and she looks at her watch. Looks like, uh, yeah, Henry and Lena need me for a, for a job. So I got to go. All right. Well, have a good night. Thanks for stopping by and thanks for the present. Uh, in the interest of returning present, maybe tell Lena to tell her sire to watch back. Yilva, what what are you planning? I'm not planning anything. Other people are planning something. I am passing along information as thank you. Oh, so as a as a thank you, you're giving me information that you think that uh, somebody has it out for Fiorella? I, I know someone has it out for Fiorella. Again? Let's just say person who tried to do it first time was on orders of someone else. And Yulva, in the back of your head, you just hear a whisper going, I told you it was Joe. It's Eric's voice. Oh, shit. I forgot that was part of that thing. And then the voice fades. Just to give the Countess a heads up. And Elsa's gone. She left the city. She, well, I'm sorry, she did what now? Elsa left the city. I know that she hung out with uh, Fiorella a lot. Elsa's left Heidelberg. Did Why? I have no idea. She just, poof, gone. Gave me the club, said, peace, I'm out. Well, didn't really say anything, just left. Well, Dallas, would you have listened to that that recording that was left for you? Uh, she did not have time yesterday, so she has not yet. Okay, that's fine. You said what you know. And so Sophia's like, shit, that's, um, that's interesting information. All right, well... I'll see you two. You two stay safe, okay? Um, try really hard not to do anything stupid. Fia, look at who you're talking to. And Dallas just has this grin like, I know I'm dumb as his bag of bricks. Oh, Yova's just giving a shit idiot grin right now. No, I'm serious. So you two pull that little stunt at Heidi's, and then not a couple of nights later, the city's being attacked by lupines. I mean, there's there's a lot going on. There's a lot of very scared and very angry Tremere in the city right now. So just be careful. They we have really... Careful. And I'm not saying that these two incidents are connected, but if they are, the Tremere do have very creepy ways of finding things out. I don't doubt it. So... Oh, damn. I guess that's something else I gave you for free. I got to get out of here before I give away anything else. A girl, you know, has to have her secrets, you know. I understand. Thank you for the gift. It is most appreciated. Yeah, no problem. Like I said, we all need to stay connected. And the best part is, if you need to talk to me, we don't have to meet in person anymore. Especially given my status, this is a good thing. Exactly. You keep that login, that information, you access a computer anywhere in the world, you can communicate with me. Danke. It is much appreciated. All right. And so Sophia takes her leave. So how long does it take until Yulva is playing around with the Internet? Oh, it's not even 30 seconds. She is like, <laughs> she's setting up her own server, buddy. All right. So you're you're playing around on the, the standard World Wide Web or are you playing around on ShrekNet? Can you have a separate server on ShrekNet? So ShrekNet. So the way ShrekNet 1.0 worked was you type in an IP address and you log in and you use your password and then you can access the ShrekNet servers, which has at this point a lot of information about really powerful kindred, 
some dirt, some information, some things that the Nosferatu have been sharing with each other. And you can also access a chat room where any Nosferatu who is logged into it can chat with each other in real time. Ooh, she's going to go information fishing then in the chat room just to see what's out there right now. Yeah, I mean, right now, the primarily what's going on is you see like a whole bunch of people are posting information about events going on in California with the Anarch movement. Uh, some things, some weird shit's going on in Seattle. Montreal's having a werewolf problem. You know, those types of things. Um, she's going to make notes about note of the uh, the anarch movement in California just to bring it up with Joe and everybody like, hey, our movement's actually doing something. Right. And all the information in here uh, is mostly in English. The Yilva understands English or not? I would say given how much she's studied and everything, I would say she speaks English. OK. Or at the very least can read it. Pretty much. And you have a translator literally right next to you. So Yulva is <laughs> got sucked into the internet. What's Dallas doing? Dallas is interested um, in it, so she'll watch for a little bit and be like, that's pretty cool. Does it say you could talk to... I wonder who else we know has uh, stuff. Maybe I should make one of those email thingies so I can like talk to other people. And then I need to look at getting lots of muscle okay and you know while dallas is musing to herself yulva you're still looking around on information you find one little uh heading and all it says is it looks like it's a it's a file that you can access and the file is titled gangrel jokes yulva clicks on it what's the difference between a female gangrel and a lumberjack what some lumberjacks don't have beards you, you just see Yulva cackling. What? And then she looks at Dallas. Uh, mm, mm, nothing. 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 What do you call 5,000 gangrel on the bottom of the ocean? A school? A good start. <laughs> <laughs> and it just goes on from there. And you can also add your own if you know any good ones. And so Yulva is just laughing at things. So Yova slowly types, what is the difference between a dog and a gangrel? One is housebroken. The other's a gangrel. <sighs> we really do like the gangrel clan here, y'all. We, I, I do. It is, it is one of my favorites. I know. It's just Shreknet is, you know, it's a good repository for a whole bunch of shit. It, of course, it's Shreknet. It's great. And you know what? There's absolutely no way, no how the mortals will ever find out about this. And it's not going to get anyone in any trouble. Nope. No, of course not. Nope. Okay. So I guess that's that's going on. Uh, let's see. So Dallas, you're, you've been saying a lot about needing to get muscle if you want your dreams of a neutral ground uh, to be realized. What are you thinking? She's thinking about talking to Joe, first of all, and then maybe reaching out to Loki's Lament. Well, if you want to reach out to Joe, you know where to find her. Yep. I think she's going to um, she's going to give Joe a call and see if uh, she's around. OK, yeah, she did give you her number. So you you give her a call and it's early enough at night. You know, she does answer. And actually, she answers up. She picks up the phone. Yeah. Hey, Joe, it's uh, Dallas. How's it going? Uh, yeah, well, you know, I was about to 
head on out to Heidi's. You gonna be there? Um, I can. The club's close tonight. I, I had a question for you. Yeah, what's up? If you wanted a lot of muscle around that would be pretty much just neutral to whatever was happening unless a fight broke out, where would you start? Somebody that could handle anybody paranormal. Lupine, kindred, what have you. Lupine or kindred? I'm kind of thinking. Elsa left town, and so now I have the club, and I'm thinking... Wait, Elsa did what now? Elsa split. She gone. What? Elsa's gone? Yeah. What happened? What'd she say? I should probably watch the video. Um, She left in the middle of the day. Her ghoul packed up all of her stuff and left a video note, which I haven't had a chance to watch. I should probably do that. Shit. Oh, fuck. There's nothing for it. Wait, there's a video? Yeah. Where are you at? I'm at the club. I'm coming over. All right. And she hangs up. Joe's on her way over, so maybe we should um, go upstairs. You don't have to. You can keep playing with the new toy. Um, uh, I will play with it later. It is going to be... Uh, it will make keeping notes a lot easier. We do not have to worry about people getting in your safe. You should transcribe those notes. I will transcribe notes after our meeting with Joe. Sounds good. Um, she's not happy that Elsa left town. Um, we should probably watch that tape, or at least I should. Since I haven't had a chance to do that yet. I don't think she left any uh, information we can use on it, unfortunately. It was just Peter talking, but you should still watch it. I should, yeah. It's at least something. I will miss Peter. He was good snack. Yeah, I gotta figure out the whole ghoul thing. I, f I feel weird about it, but... I need to do something. I can't keep waking up half-starved every night. That's how police get involved. So Dallas is going to go upstairs. Uh, Yilva, I mean, you can mess around a little bit with more of the functions here on Shreknet till Joe shows up. She would do that. She wants to get really familiar with it. There is a live chat room, and it looks like that there's some people in there already, like, talking to each other. Um, she would set up her username, which would be the Russian Fox, and go from there. All right. Ugly boy Steve says, hi, Russian Fox. Sup? ASL? My God, I'm having like horrible flashbacks now. Oh, gosh, I got to remember what ASL means. Age, Age sex, sex location. location. There we go. Uh, Blinks for a minute, types in when she realizes, because I'm assuming Sophia would have left her like a little lexicon of what certain things mean. No. Okay. Um, Yelva blinks and types in ASL question mark. Enter. Oh, we got a noob here. Age, sex, location. Says my nose is rotting off. Uh, this is she, delightful. She chuckles. You know, does the two finger typing. Types in, she's what, 80? 80, female, and Germany. In the chat. People are talking to you. It's like, so you just found out about Shreknet, huh? Duh, this is great. Welcome to the internet, clan mate. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, and so you get, you chat around a little bit, and they want to know more like, hey, well, what part of Germany, and, and you know, what's going on, and have you heard any good gangrel jokes? We've started up a doc about, 
<laughs> just stockpiling them. Uh, she tells the one about the dog and the gang girl that she just made up because she's actually quite proud of it, even though she knows Dallas's house broken. Mostly. R-O-F-L, R-O-F-L, lots of stuff like that. Yeah, she's just enjoying it. This is this is this makes her like super happy. Yeah. And when you said that you were in Germany, like somebody's actually uh, typing to you in German, you're making Internet friends. Internet friends. Woohoo! Internet friends are the best. Yeah, there's no way it gets creepy. Nope. No, totally not. You just make podcasts with them. Well, that's what they say about meeting people on the internet. It's like the odds are good, but the goods are odd. All right. And so while you're giggling around on the information superhighway, all of a sudden there's a very loud banging on the front door. Jesus Christ, Joe. It's like a, you know, like a, like the police knock, except the door shakes a lot. And this is a big oak door, too. Dallas goes over, hello? Yeah, Joe just lets herself in. All right, okay. All right, so Elsa's gone and she left the video. So what, what the fuck is going on? Well, I haven't watched it yet. You want to watch it with me? Sure, what the fuck? Yelp up, we're going to watch the video. I'll be up in one minute. Um, she'll sign off and... Close shriek net and head up. Okay. So you go upstairs and everybody watches the video again. And in Dallas, what the gist of the video that you're getting, what Peter's saying is, you know, basically Elsa left because, you know, there's a, the city's getting too dangerous and she was just really worried about Christina and wanted to help Christina start a new life somewhere else. So Elsa went with her. It's as simple as that. It was a very difficult decision. Joe is like, well, that puts us in a rough spot. Yeah, but, you know, we'll muddle through. Yeah, speaking of which, any luck finding Otto? To be fair, I have not had the chance. Um, I woke up to that yesterday, and it's been lupine attacks everywhere else. And, yeah, so working on that plan. Yeah, the lupine attacks. That was, that's... That's great. That's your handiwork, Dallas? Yep. As long as they're destroying the right parts of town and they stay away from us, I mean, we, we're going to have to, like, guide them, which might be easier said than done. They're a little overzealous, I'm realizing, so got to be a little bit more targeted. So you want to make this place neutral ground? Thinking about it. And you're looking for muscle? Yeah. Figure before we make any announcement of this being neutral ground, we got to get the muscle. Well, the first things first, you know, if you're going to make a declaration like that, you got to make sure you're the biggest, baddest bitch in Heidelberg. Barring that, I mean, you could you could make a bunch of tough ghouls. I don't play to your strengths. I mean, shit, we're not bound by the by the Camarilla or their fucking traditions. I mean, you can just start embracing as many kindred as you want. That scares the crap out of me. And I don't know what that says about me, but... Dude, I have a hard time even eating people. Yeah, you're going to have to get over that shit someday. I don't have a problem eating if they're ghouls. I just... I don't know. We'll figure it out. Well, I guess it's a step in the right direction, I guess. Or, I mean, well... I mean, you can also ghoul animals. I mean, that's something. Have guard dogs or something. Could do that. Or 
I mean, I've heard that it is possible, like, instead of outright physical strength, you could have so much dirt on so many people that the other people in the town actually do the enforcing for you. That sounds like a that good That sounds plan. more like our strengths. And she kind of, like, circles to Yelva on that. That I think we might be able to do while we build up the other type of muscle. I can think of one person already we could use this on and make them... Uh... Spread the word. Yeah, who would that be? The sheriff. Oh, God, Max. Haven't you done enough to him? Hmm, probably. Yeah, well, I got my eyes and ears saying that the prince is about a hair's width away from calling a blood hunt on your ass. At least it has not been called yet. Maybe we should talk to Max and try and get that called off. It's your funeral. We can try. Might not know how well he is up to it. Well, I mean, you heard what they said. If I go begging back, I'll be welcomed back into the fold with open arms, potentially. <laughs> I'm all teary-eyed. Yeah, what the fuck ever. But, you know, Ilva, if you know, nothing's been officially declared yet, I mean, you could still, you would still be welcome in Elysium as well. And maybe you can... I don't know, smooth things over or something. I, I honestly don't know. If I were you, I'd just say, fuck it, show up at Elysium and burn the whole fucking place down. Now that sounds like a fun time. Sounds like a dangerous time. Yes, it's also a guaranteed way that every kindred anywhere, not just in Heidelberg, will seek to destroy you because the Camarilla really takes Elysium very, very seriously. That's a good way to get a Justicar called on your ass. I don't know what that is, but it sounds bad. Okay, so you know how powerful the prince of the city is? And she's the most powerful Tremere in the city? So the Camarilla has these things called Justicars. They're supposedly, or they're said to be the most powerful members of the seven clans, and they enforce the laws. And if a particular city is fucking up too bad, they send a Justicar and they basically clean house. Ooh, yeah, let's not do that. Many cities just just getting the slightest whiff that a Justicar might be headed in their direction, everybody straightens up or leads. People fear boogeymen. There's a lot of newbies in the city, too. That could be a start. That's good. Get the numbers on your side as well. I've been trying to lay seed with anybody who's I've noticed in the club. Not huge amounts, but... Trying to at least spread the movement that way as well. Letting them know we're anarch friendly and trying to, you know, pad the numbers a little bit. Speaking of the movement, California is having a very good time with it. Well, good for them. Any particular tactics that they're using that we could adapt? Are there any tactics that they're using that we could adapt other than, I want to say it was a lot of hit and runs or was this the time that they forced the Prince of L.A. out. Oh, that was in the 40s. So they they basically ousted the Camarilla in the 40s because they all, the disparate Anarchs, for the first time, started working together. And they basically were like a, a massive army all working towards the same cause. And they also used judicious use of fire. And so now things in, let's see, in the Anarch free states are just kind of, they've kind of split up again. Every kindred just kind of doing their own thing. And 
that's just kind of where things are at this moment. So the Camarilla was kicked out about a good 40 or so years ago. Got it. Well, considering they used a lot of fire and had many numbers on their side, I don't think that is uh, something we can use. But it's more that they are becoming individual groups again. Yeah, and L.A. is has a much higher kindred population than Heidelberg does. I don't know. Our numbers are growing pretty fast. Well, you know, the kindred numbers are growing. The Anarch numbers, we don't know yet. So another good way of meeting these newcomers, they all do think they have to present themselves to the prince. Yep, that's true. I had one in here yesterday asking me where Elysium normally is. I mean, I know that Coming up soon, I think a sister of mine usually does her salon. That's that's like Elysium, except they talk about fashion and philosophy and things like that. But the laws of Elysium still apply. Hmm, okay, that's good to know. It's more of a Toreador thing. I don't know. It's it's your call. Also, it might be a good good thing to do to kind of start asking around and seeing maybe where Otto is, because I'm thinking, yeah, if he has valuable information about us and the movement, if not already, then they're going to put him somewhere safe that he can't get out of and we can't get into. We should probably find him then soon. While you still can, perhaps we should make arrangements to go to Elysium. Probably. Tomorrow night, actually. From what I'm being told, it looks like things are kind of uneasy right now because it looks like the lupine attacks have stopped. They only did a their one-night thing. I don't know. I, what is their plan? I mean, do they have a plan? I mean, are they just dumb animals? Their plan is to destroy the warts, and then they asked where the... Words are coming from, and I said that the words were put in place by the direction of the prince. And so I kind of set them in that direction. Just be careful. I mean, lupines are not a sword. They're more like a wildfire. If you don't know how to control it completely, it will destroy you. I, I got that after I was a little less than judicious in giving them the locations. I should have been a little bit more pointed rather than here's a list. I should have been like, here's a few. I didn't expect them to go crazy all in one night. Well, from what I hear, the one thing that you can trust a lupine to do is to go overboard. More discretion and use the tip of the sword, not the entire blade. I couldn't have said it better myself. All right. So we're down one. We, we, we gotta, we gotta pump up those numbers, but this, this neutral territory idea, I don't know. Not a bad way to pump it up. Oh, it's, it's not a bad idea. I mean, it would be very attractive for the younger crowd, but I don't know. You know how the elders are going to react to something like that. We don't react well to change. Now, if you could get somebody with power and influence behind that idea, I mean, you know all the same kindred I do. So I'll just leave that to your own your own opinion on that. Anyway, I'm going to Heidi's. I got to go punch something. All right. Go punch something. Have a good time. 
We'll plot about going to Elysium and figuring out what we can do from there. And she punches you in the shoulder and says, we'll rant later. She walks out. Sounds good. Be safe. Fuck that. You know what I mean? All right. So, Yelva, do we try and make a deal? Or do we try to bolster first? Or do you want to spread some word about neutral ground on your new friend site? I can do that. I would also say we are probably... It's probably best to uh, make deal and then gather strength while they think we are placitated. So Elysium tomorrow? Or do we try to make deal tonight? Let's do deal tonight. Well, we know we're protected going to and from Elysium tomorrow. But nothing's official has been called yet, so... So we have time to figure out what we want to say, at least. Do you think we should try and find Otto first? If the auto is at Elysium tomorrow, that might make it easier. Especially if he's trying to stay in good graces. That is true. I will definitely be bringing gun to Elysium. Not as good as the one Joe has, but... Just steal something. I don't think we should cause a scene if we can avoid it. I will not cause scene. Just makes me feel better knowing I am a... I, I'm not saying you were. I'm just... Sword point... Not flat of the blade. Gotta figure out how to do that. I'm gonna call Leon. That sounds like plan. All right. So you're going to call Leon. Leon doesn't necessarily have all the power and influence, but I know that he could potentially be a good ally if needed. And he did say that if I came back, that it might be okay. So I'm not necessarily planning on coming back, coming back, but I might be able to play nice at least. So you're going to give Leon a call. You're going to dial the, well, I mean, yeah, that's right. This is the eighties. So you're going to call the one number that he has and hope that he's there. All right. You dial, you dial the number and you know, I think it would be interesting if, if you were able to get a hold of him. So the phone picks up and it's just this voice just comes on, answers the phone and says, yes, it's not Leon, but you know, you know, Leon doesn't answer his own phone. May I please speak with Leon? May I ask who's calling? It's Miss McGee. I will see if he's available. Thank you. And a couple of moments pass and you hear the sound of like the receiver being picked up and it's Leon's voice saying, hello? Hi, Leon, it's Dallas. Dallas, Miss McGee? I didn't know if it was safe to use my name, so I used my last name. Your last name's McGee? You didn't think I was christened Dallas, did you? I don't know. But you know, you hear stories about Americans and, and things like that and I don't know, just some stuff about sex and boats and things like that. So anyway, what <laughs> what can I do for you? You've been talking to Maria. Um, I was wondering if it would be possible to meet at my club and have a discussion. Um, I'm considering going to Elysium tomorrow night. Really? Yes. Oh, okay. That's, that, that is a relief. Uh, wait, you want me to meet you at your club tonight? If possible. I had some questions for you. I understand if there's still things going on. Um, 
Would you be opposed to meeting somewhere else? I'm not opposed, no. I think we should meet just just outside of town. And he, he gives you a location, which is kind of closer to the Odenwald. Okay. Just right now, your your club is um, under scrutiny. I understand. All right. So see you in 15. Yes. Um, uh, careful if we're, is that too close to the Oldenwald where the loop mines might be from, though? If we're meeting there? No, it's um, technically it's like a, a suburb type area and it's not where the attacks have been happening. Okay. All right. I'll meet you there in 15. All right. So now the question is, is Dallas going to meet him alone or is Ilva going? Well, Dallas is going to ask Ilva if she wants to come and assume obfuscated. Oh, yeah. Ilva would make sure she's got Dallas's back, but obfuscated so she wouldn't be alone. All right. And how do you plan on getting to the meeting point? Taxi a couple blocks away and then walking from there. So that it's it's easier to uh, have Yelva obfuscated. All right, so we'll just jump to that meeting. So you have to wait a little bit for the taxi, and then the taxi brings you there. And so by the time you two walk up to the place where Leon said to meet you, he is there. His car's there. He's kind of sitting on the trunk, and he's kind of looking at just something in his hand. It's uh, like it has like a little silvery sheen on it in the streetlights. And you're meeting in like a big parking lot of some, you know, some restaurant that's closed on Sundays. Did you find your necklace then? Uh, he closes it and puts it in his pocket because, no, that was that was something else. Dallas. And he looks around. And uh, so, Yulva, you're obfuscated, right? Correct. Give me a rouse check. Uh, my hunger does not increase. He looks and he says, so you, you came alone. Interesting. All right. So are you going to approach him or are you expecting him to come to you, Dallas? She will approach him. She's not trying to play mind games with him. But she's also not responding to the you came alone. She's not saying anything. She's just walking. He stays on the trunk of his car while you walk towards him. And Leon takes a deep breath and says, so... There you are, and here I am. How are you doing? I mean, that's irrelevant. Thanks for asking, but... It is what it is. We're living in some pretty interesting times right now. Doesn't mean I don't care about what's going on with you. Whatever's happening. You're one of the first people to show me kindness in this city, and I haven't forgotten that. I just... I know what it's like to be thrown into a world that is utterly confusing and scary. And getting scarier by the moment, it seems. Yeah. We're all just bracing ourselves and waiting for the next set of lupine attacks. She kind of shivers a little bit. I know it scared the crap out of me when they came into their club. Yeah, well, hopefully, hopefully they won't be back. And hopefully they're just kind of sticking out into the woods. Like from everything I hear, they're they more they fear the cities more than you know anything else. But Maximilian took it upon himself to do some further investigating on that, so we'll see what what develops of that. 
So how are you holding up? I mean, I know, I know she was, she was your friend. I understand her reason. I guess worried a little bit still. I mean, did she, did you know what her reason was? She said she wanted, I, uh, she left a little bit of a note I found today. Um, she said that the city had gotten too dangerous and she wanted to get her friend Christina out and help Christina start a new life. My father's not in the city, so, I mean, I, I guess I can understand how she'd feel. If my dad were still here, I'd want to get him out, too. Yeah, well, I guess... I guess you can't fault somebody for that. It's just, um... And then he shakes his head and shrugs a little bit. When they leave you high and dry without saying anything, it hurts. Yeah. Yeah, but... Like I said, it's... The past is the past... Anyway, so I did tell you that we were going to have a discussion when we were able to, and it seems like things have settled down a bit in the city. Yeah, and I'm, I would appreciate answers to that question, but um, I understand that you are possibly un, uh, unable to tell me everything, which I understand. There are certain things that, you know, I know that... You can't just go willy-nilly sharing stuff all the time. What I, I guess what I can tell you is that we there may be a way to keep the wards powered without using the monthly blood tithe. And like all magic, it requires a sacrifice. Okay. And that's not an easy thing to do or, or an easy thing to decide or force somebody to do. But in this case, the existence of one is outweighed by the existence of the many. So Jaeger was going to be a sacrifice. Sacrifices have power. What about people who have blood hunts already on them? Like what's his name, Eric or whatever it was. Why, why not someone like him? Why Jaeger? Cause we can't find Eric. Trust me, if he if we found him or he was around or brought to us, he would definitely have been the first sacrifice. The first. So this whatever it is is not is not just gonna be one kindred to power everything, it's gonna continue. Not forever. Like I said, it would be a much, much more tolerable resolution than having a monthly blood tithes of several mortals. I mean, a kindred every decade is, I think, would would be a much better choice. I mean, I would much prefer to sacrifice a kindred than a mortal. The cost is steep both ways. I'm not the one that calls the shots. I know. I know you're not. That's why I'm having this conversation with you. Because I know that you'll shoot straight with me. Believe me, if there was any other way of achieving this, I mean, I would have urged the prince to explore that. I'm really sorry that things had to end up the way that they did. Me too. Me too. I don't know that I would have acted if it hadn't have been such a shock 
and Jaeger being taken. I don't know that any of us would have acted had that not happened. For what it's worth, I'm not sure many many of us knew that you and Jaeger were a thing. We don't really broadcast it. Well, that makes sense. I, I haven't seen him since that night, so I don't even know if we are. Relationships between kindred is definitely something that you want to keep as a secret. Lest your enemies use it as a weapon against you. Or lest you get goaded into doing something very foolhardy. Speaking of foolhardy, I had an idea. I just want your thoughts on it. You can tell me to shove it and, you know, whatever. But I was thinking about... I was thinking about the club and the purpose of it and... I we you know I know I know the Camarilla has you know Elysium and everything like that which I'm thinking about going to tomorrow. But thinking of a neutral ground even outside of Elysium, where anyone, any paranormal person could come and be safe. Deals could get done. No violence. You know, Camarilla Anarch. Lupine, what have you, whatever. Lupine? Just neutral ground. You'd have to broker a peace with the Lupines. Well, I mean, I think peace is what all of us want on some level. A neutral place where Camarilla and Anarchs can can meet, that makes... That's, that's already... You already have one. That's Elysium. All Anarchs are welcome in Elysium. Yeah, I Joe's not. Joe's um, she's a special. A different case. case, I know. I'm talking about a place where there is no special cases. It doesn't matter who you are, what you've done, where you come from. As long as the rules of the place are not broken, you're allowed to be there. No matter how much of a danger you are to your own kind. Yes. Because everyone deserves a place where they can be safe. Dallas. How much do you know about your friend, Joe? I know that she acted rashly. I know that she caused some problems. It's highly suspected that she was responsible for an attempt on her own sire's life. Her own sire, who's a member of the Primogen Council. And the only reason... She is an outcast instead of destroyed is because there wasn't enough evidence to prove that she had anything to do with it. There's no greater crime than to kill your own kind. And yet it was what Elsa wanted more than anything was to destroy her sire. And what a lot of us wanted when we were first turned. I imagine. Yes, I believe that those feelings are normal, but they pass in time. From what I hear... I think that the, the kindred in question that had the blood hunt called on him was Elsa's sire. Roll your composure and awareness. Ten, nine, seven, eight. So four successes. Four successes. Okay, so that was a little bit more than what Leon got. So he's talking, he's talking about this. You get the sense that there's something he's not telling you, like something that he knew about the situation that He's not making known. He's hiding something. About 
Elsa's situation or um about Elsa and her sire. Leon? Yeah. What aren't you saying right now? What makes you think I'm hiding something? Because you have a very honest face. The part that you think where he's not telling you the whole story was when he said, you know, like apparently he was her sire. What what benefit do we get if we're 100% honest with each other? The benefit of our relationship and being based on honesty being intact and respect being intact. I mean, I, I, I don't see the point in not being honest with each other. So remember when you had your first night at Elysium and I drank of your blood and I drank of Elsa's blood? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The ritual tells me who your sire is. Okay. So then you knew Eric was her sire then? Yes. And I know Afkar is yours. Okay. I've never met this Afkar, but I know he's your sire. I have met him. Well, I'm happy for you. Damn near broke my hand, bunting him in the stomach. Look, so you're planning on going to Elysium tomorrow. To what end? I mean, I... So I think this this idea about a neutral place... It's it's a nice fantasy. I don't know how that would work out in reality, but I do know that if you were to show your face at Elysium tomorrow, you are going to have to do some pretty fancy talking. Especially if Max is there. I don't doubt it. Oh, by the way, do you still have his bayonet? Yes. Because he is very upset about that. I was planning on returning it. That might be an awesome way to smooth some things over. Now, tell me, is Yilva here? She is somewhere around. I do not know where at the moment, but she is somewhere around. If she's listening in to this conversation, if she were to go to Elysium tomorrow, it would be much more difficult for the two of you, but... But something could be worked out. If Yulva is willing to subject herself to punishment, which probably well, which won't be death. And not sacrifice, I hope. I can handle that. I can do that. But if she were to subject herself to the mercy of the prince... It may be a way that the two of you can survive this whirlwind and eventually it will all blow over. Maybe another, maybe a decade or two. Maybe things can kind of be back to the way that they were. It's just something to think about. It is worth thinking about, definitely. Right. And if you were to establish a neutral ground, how are you going to enforce it? I mean... If it's just the two of you, I mean, no no offense, but there are much more experienced kindred in this city. That's true. I was thinking about trying to find some muscle. I was also thinking that there is, there are more, there's more than one way of skinning a cat. Um, forgive the expression. 
And just because I'm not necessarily incredibly strong, says the gang girl with a decent strength score, um, I'm more wily than I seem. And sometimes information and secrets do just as much good in keeping a place secure than not. But that would assume that I would have the ability to get any secrets on anybody, so. Well, depending on the quality of the secrets, I mean, if you have dirt on the right people, you can basically blackmail them into giving you support. There is that. I mean, it's a great way to make enemies, but... Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, let's be honest. Who haven't I made an enemy of at this point? Me. I appreciate that. Thank you. But I do want to be clear, since we're, you know, being honest with each other, is if I am commanded to... to be your enemy... I have no choice. I know. I have done some very terrible things for my clan. That's what it is to be Tremere. And I hope that it doesn't come to that. That's why I'm urging you to make peace with the prince while you still can so it doesn't come to this. I understand. I think you can count on me being there tomorrow night. Okay. Like I said, if it's just you, then it might be a little bit easier. If Yulva comes, it'll be more difficult, but doable. He rolls his eyes, kind of like he's anticipating something painful, and he's like, and if it would help to smooth things over, I guess I will be in attendance at Lena's salon. Excellent. Uh, When is the salon going to be? Promptly at 10 p.m., and it is going to be in Lena's favorite Elysium, the Student Union at Heidelberg University. And is that tomorrow night, or is it? It's tomorrow night at 10 p.m. Okay. So it's not at the hotel, right? That's good to know. No, not at the hotel. So you go to the Student Union, you knock on the door, you tell the ghoul who you are, You'll be granted entrance as long as you're still in, well, you're not in hostile standing. That's good. Well, I promise not to do anything tonight that would put me in hostile standing. Yes, please, please not to light anybody up with machine gun fire tonight. Not on the list of things I was planning on doing. I hope you like very long, very bad poetry. I'm sure I can get through it. Also, Leon? Yeah? In full disclosure, honesty, right? Sure. Don't ask how I know this, but don't let Aisley get you down. She's feeling it too. Just as much as you are. And if she weren't such a stuck-up bitch, she'd stop trying to lord it over her, over you. Yeah, he he laughs loudly at that. I guess we will just see how things go tomorrow. Oh, by the way, you didn't happen to find that that necklace I was asking about the other night, did you? 
I have not seen it, but I will keep an eye out. And if I find it, I will give it to you immediately, okay? No, if you find it, it is a ward against lupines. Oh. And I'm trusting you not to tell anybody else. And I'm also trusting Yilva, because if it gets out, I will know who said it. But nobody knows that Elsa had it. No problem. It is very important that nobody finds that out. And the quickest way to make me your enemy is to divulge that. Leon, you are one of the last people on this earth that I would want as my enemy. And when you say that, he's hesitant about it at first, but he said, and just to show you how serious I am, his hand ignites into fire. Okay, that's freaky. Don't do that. He extinguishes it. He's like, I'm serious. I don't make idle threats. I know. I've never known you to. And I am serious that no one will know from my lips or hand ever about it. Yeah, it's not your lips I'm worried about, Dallas. And Leon kind of looks around at the trees in the dark. So Yova during this has walked up behind him and then she's going to drop off his gate and say, I will not tell you a secret. At least this one. All right, let me make a quick willpower roll for Leon. Leon does not leap out of his skin immediately, but he does jump off the hood of the car a little bit. He's like, yeah, he looks and he sees you. He's like, how long were you there? Long enough. To be fair, I did not know that she was right behind you. I I believe you. And Leon looks over at you, Yilva, and says, Yilva, what were you thinking? I forgot bullets don't work very well on us. So now I don't think that's what he was talking about, Yilva. If you would have remembered that, would you have not shot him or would you have done something else? We'll never know, will we? Yilva. He was going to take a friend of mine. So have you heard from Jaeger since? No. Hopefully the Lupines has Max too distracted to pursue that avenue. Me too. I assume he got out of town. Uh, well, we'll see what happens. Thank you. You're welcome. And like I said, as much as, much as I would rather be staked and left out for the sun then go to another one of Lena's salons. I'll be there tomorrow. So if you do not show up, I will be extraordinarily upset. If I don't show up tomorrow, assume that I have been staked and I am laying in torpor in my club and you should come check on me. Should I try to smooth the way and make sure that everyone is expecting you or... Or are we just going to leave this as a surprise? If you think it would be helpful to have the way smoothed, then I am not opposed. Actually, now that I think about it, it might be better for me not to say anything because then, then they would know, know that we've talked. That is true. Wow, you you sure you don't have any Tremere in you? Always keep them guessing, Leon. Always keep them guessing. Yeah, well, I try that, but apparently I do not have a good poker face. You have a decent poker face. It's as cute you think you have poker face. Leon rolls his eyes. She's just jealous. 
well, you know, if this whole neutral ground thing actually works out, I might stop by. See, doesn't sound like such a bad idea. So just make sure that you get really powerful muscle or you got really good dirt on the right people. That's the question, isn't it? All right. I've been I've been away from the Shantry for too long. I got to go. Okay. Be safe. See you tomorrow. Dosvidaniya. Like I said, if you're not there tomorrow, assume I'm staked. Well, there will be hell to pay if you're not. No, if you're not there tomorrow, you sure as hell better be staked somewhere. <laughs> if you're not there tomorrow, it better be because Max fucking found you. Oh, no, please don't wish that on me. I mean, how else will I get him his bayonet back if he's not there tomorrow? Uh, this is true. Make, make, make sure that you, you, you polish it up and, and sharpen it. Just Just treat it real nice, okay? I have been keeping it with kid gloves. Oh, good. Because, oh my gosh, if I have to hear him complain about it one more time. All right, I got to go. All right. He gets in his car and drives off. So what's the plan? Play nice? We play nice for now. We see what we get with it and we go from there. Get information on the right people. Exactly. Although it sounds like if I go to Elysium tomorrow, it is going to be very painful. I don't blame you. You don't have to go. But it may help you see Maria again. Duh, that's just true. I don't know if she would want to see me, though. Well, it's something. True. It is something. And I'm sure your poetry reading is going to be very nice. Maybe I'll write something for the occasion. Be sure to add a lot of uh, doom and gloom. It is apparently what those poetry types like. Roses are red, bayonets are sharp. Please take this back and don't put a stake through my heart. Like I said, the Elysium is tomorrow and the night is wearing... Wearing thin, where are the two of you going to bunk for the day? I guess, Yilva, where are you sleeping for the day? Um, Yilva would go back to her haven just to see if Stella had come back there with anything for her. Okay, so actually you do go back to your haven and Stella is there waiting for you. And Stella is rubbing her face on, it looks like, a, another letter that is on your bed. She'd scratch Stella and was like, did you bring this for me? Yeah, Maria answered. Oh, I see. And she goes to open it up. So you go and you read the letter and it's written. This is definitely Maria's handwriting and the way that she she writes the way that she speaks. So it meanders a lot and it goes off on tangents and it's it takes a while to get to the point. But what you do pick up from it is that she didn't want you to misunderstand when she said that, you know, she can't be seen with you. It just meant that that would cause more trouble for, for both of you. She still very much wants to be with you, just not while tensions are so high. She's right now. She's thinking that staying away from you keeps you safe. And also because if, 
you know, anybody who has it out for you and you can kind of guess who that would be finds out that the two of you have feelings for each other. She can be used against you. So she kind of smiles and lets out a sigh. It's like, oh, I fucked up. Shouldn't let have shot them. The end of the letter ends with, man, you really shouldn't have shot him. She just laughs. <laughs> and it says, P.S. We will be together soon. And for a long time, I've seen this. She smiles at that and tucks the letter in a little box that she has. Curls up with Stella with a smile on her face and just happily scratches her before going to sleep. All right. And uh, Dallas, you go straight back to the club or is there anything else that you're doing? She's going to stop by Heidi's really quick and fill Joe in discreetly on the plan. Okay. So you, so the plan being that you're going to go to Elysium, you're going to try to smooth things over with Max and you're going to declare Derhex and Light as neutral territory. How we plan on getting support is mainly through secrets. And uh, got using Elysium as a chance to uh, push some of those buttons with the secrets. And also trying to find out who Otto is, where Otto is. Who do you have dirt on? Uh, Ainsley and Max, currently. You got dirt on Max. You Wait, you have dirt on Max that Max would care about? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And if he doesn't care, then he really should. Because it could... We're talking masquerade breaking levels of dirt. The sheriff breaking the masquerade? Yes. Knowingly? Oh, yes. Oh, oh, man. Okay. All right. So if you go that route and you survive, I really want you to tell me the look on his face. If I survive, you'll get to know the look on his face. I'm also going to give him his bayonet back. Oh, man. I'm excited about this. You're going to you're going to basically have the sheriff of Heidelberg by the short and curlies. Don't underestimate the gangrel. It's so simple to do and yet so stupid. All right. Well, I oh, God, I wish I could be there. OK, so so after you're done, once you get out of there and you're safe, call me. I'll call you. I'll, I'll call. We'll dish. Yep. You got it. All right, I'm going to get back. So you go back to the club and you are, well, I mean, you're back at your haven. So you're blocking up and getting ready to bed down and you, I mean, you've gotten into the habit of leaving your window open, right? Oh yeah. Every night, just on the off chance that it's Afkar or, 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 um, Jaeger, or if I need to get back in a hurry, my window is always open. Okay. Well, actually, when you as soon as you get into your room, uh, Jaeger's in there. He's like, hey, Dallas. Hey. Just tackle full on. She just almost knocks him over. She's so overjoyed to see him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's great to see you, too. Um, hey, um, I need. I need a place to crash. The sun's about to come up. You got it. It's yours. Yeah, I'm not going back out into the woods. Oh, my God. Lupines everywhere? No, no. Worse. Much worse. I don't know what what is going on, but the did animals... Did you see a freaky stag with, like, seven eyes? Um, did it... Did its legs bend all weird and it ran away like yeah. a spider? Yep, 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 yep. Yeah, I did. Oh, my God. 
no, that's that's just one of the things that I saw. They're, the animals, there's there's something wrong out there. Okay. Well, Elsa doesn't live here anymore. So if you want, it's it's yours. The, the, Wait, did the, you did you finally kill her? No, she left of her own accord. Um, what? Yeah, she left to go uh, start a new life with Christina. Um, seriously, though, it you can stay as long as you want. Okay, well, we'll we'll talk more about that. And he, you see, he's starting to. You're you don't get as sleepy when the sun starts to rise, but you see, Jaeger is like literally. It looks like he's starting to shut down. She shuts and locks her window. Um, draws the curtains. Okay, and I guess you two fall asleep spooning each other or something. Yeah, she's definitely like mine, like curled around him. Okay, so so Dallas is the big spoon? Dallas is the big spoon tonight. The Infane Podcast is a proud member of the Nerdsmith Network. Visit nerdsmith.org for all of your nerdy entertainment needs.